teacher friend. Welcome to another episode of Simply Teach, a podcast for teachers and by teachers. I'm your host, Kelly Jackson. I'm a former teacher turned classroom organization and management coach. My passion is to help teachers just like you organize, manage, just love their classrooms. Each episode is full of simple ways to engage your students, stay motivated, and keep up with best practices. Because y'all, I know teaching is hard, but I am so glad that you're here. last time if you are joining me on YouTube. Um, welcome. I'm excited to be here. It's cold, guys. It is so cold. I come from Texas where it doesn't get cold till like January 30th and it maybe gets down to like 30 degrees. Um, not here. It's very cold. I'm constantly freezing. Uh, it's like I have to ride my bike everywhere. I have to ride my bike in the cold to the store with my backpack. Ugh. I know that's such a first world problem. I totally get it. But, and even y'all who live up in the north of the states and are like, seriously, it's 30 degrees outside and you're freaking out? Yes, I am because I'm not used to that. So it's quite an adjustment. All right, y'all. So we are back with episode number 25 talking, finishing up from two weeks ago, A to Z classroom organization hacks. So if you were with me two weeks ago for episode number 23, we went through A through M of ways to organize resources to use to organize your classroom from anchor charts to classroom management plans to implementing classroom management plans, engaging your kids, every letter of the alphabet A through M. Today we're going to wrap it up with N through Z. So here we go. All right, letter in, we're gonna start with a new year guide. So you just got your first job teaching and you are trying to figure out how to set up your classroom, what to do the first week of school, um, what to do with all the paperwork at the beginning of the school year because guys, there is a lot. My, I have three blog posts on first week activities, um, how to set up a classroom, how to even make over a classroom, which I think is one we'll talk about here in a minute. We definitely want to make sure that we have a smooth transition to the new school year um, whenever whenever we start a new school year, whether that is at, in a traditional start of a school year in August, or maybe you're jumping into a school mid-year in January in a few weeks. Like That's crazy stressful. Um, or maybe just even coming back from first semester to second semester, sometimes that, that break allows us to really reflect on things we did that we could have done better. And I know a lot of times I would come in, like I would spend that Christmas break to kind of work through how I wanted to change things for the next semester. And then I would come in over the Christmas break when there weren't kids, there weren't people to distract me and rearrange my room, update things, um, figure out new plans and procedures. So even though it's the middle of the school year right now, you can still use some of these resources on starting a new school year because we really are starting a new year. 2019 is right around the corner. Let's jump into second semester ready to just wow our kids and our parents and our admin and have smooth procedures and all that kind of good stuff. Okay, O is the organizer's bin, which I've tried to promote all over the place. Um, but basically, it is a free resource library I have created for anyone who comes to follow the Simply Organized Teacher. So I've got free resources on there because I, I believe in the value of 
somebody like a content creator like myself, I want to see what they create before I purchase something for them. Or I want to see what kind of things can I glean from them for free because hello, we're teachers. Um, so I've got this whole resource library of things that you can use as a classroom teacher. Some of the, some of the things I've got in there are um, a classroom makeover planning sheet, how to make over your classroom in the middle of the year. I've got a, I'm trying to do this all off memory. I, I could have sworn I wrote it down, but apparently it's not here on my notes because I just checked. Um, I've got a resource on how to pack up your classroom that is really helpful at the end of the school year, especially for a teacher who's like never set up a class, never taken down a classroom before. Like there kind of is a procedure that you should follow to be organized and methodical about it. So I talk about that. Um, let's see some other free resources on there. Uh, 10 items that you need for classroom organization. I think there's for sure like four or five items that are already on there. I'm updating it constantly. In fact, this whole month while I've kind of been MIA um, moving, when I am working, I'm working on resources to include there. So go to the organizer's bin. There's a little tab for it up on the main menu and you can sign up to become a member of the organizer's bin and grab those resources for free. Okay. And then Q, uh, I just kind of talked about this, but a quick guide to making over your classroom. Let's say you're in the middle of the school year and your classroom's a hot mess or you don't like the way it looks or it feels disorganized. You can go print out this guide and um, I kind of walk you through steps of brainstorming and thinking through how you're going to make over your classroom, the actual steps, the process. It's not just like, sometimes I think as teachers, we like, uh, okay, I shouldn't say as teachers. Sometimes I like want to do something and I just start. And then I've like created a bigger mess than it's worth, whether it's reorganizing my classroom or redoing a anchor chart, word wall situation, whatever. So this guide will help you kind of think through the process of how to update or reorganize something in your classroom. R is all about routine. So I'm going to link to a few things there. Routines to manage your time. I talked about this on episode number 21. Uh, routines for teachers to manage your time efficiently so that you can take care of yourself. So things about setting boundaries and um, how to use intentional to-do lists, all those kinds of things to help you establish routines to manage your time. I'll talk about routines for um, coming back at the end of a break. So y'all know if you've been teaching longer than like, I don't know, three weeks, that when kids are gone and then they come back, somehow they forget all the things that you had established before they left. So how can you teach them and reteach them those routines uh, without going crazy and without like losing their interest? I talk about routines that you need as a first year teacher. So this is like a big thing. Um, going into the school year, like as, as a first year teacher, it's like there's so much to do that you can't, you don't even know where to start, right? And I saw this a ton this past summer in Facebook groups I'm a part of, on Instagram, like all over the place. I saw teachers being like, first year teachers asking, where do I start? What do I do? I don't even know what to do right now. Okay, well, this blog is routines that you can think through to start a school year. Because if anything, that's something you can do during the summer to find routines, come up with them, establish them, write out how you want to do them. So that way, when you walk into the school year, you, you have some flow to your class because kids crave routines and they crave boundaries. And I think if you're a parent, you probably see this at home with your kid when 
the routine goes out the window, behavior goes out the window. And so as a classroom teacher, the best thing you can do for your kids is to create boundaries and routines for them so they know the expectations and they always know what's coming. And if you have routines for this is how we enter the classroom or this is how we um, go to the lunchroom or this is how we turn in papers. I Like I talked about last week, um, organizing student papers, right? Yeah, I think that was last week that um, are the last episode of this series that I talked about organizing papers. If the kids know those routines, then they have a sense of, I guess, ownership in their classroom and understanding and their kids just crave routines. So we want to give them those routines and those boundaries so that they feel safe, they know what to expect, and, and really to help manage behavior, really, which is what we all want, right? <laughs> All right, S, small group teaching. Do you do it? Um, it was something that I struggled with a lot because it's a lot to manage. And especially as a newer teacher, having to teach while trusting your kids out there to work is very overwhelming. And last year I had, this is my sixth year of teaching. I mean, I've been teaching six years. I would consider myself a pretty knowledgeable, experienced teacher, Um Still didn't know how to do small group teaching effectively. I brought someone in from the district who modeled for me and uh, it made such a difference. Like when you small group teach, you can meet with your kids on their level. And there were groups that we were doing um, two and three digit addition and subtraction with regrouping, like on whiteboards with actual regrouping, you know, caring, borrowing, which is not the term you're supposed to use these days, but that's what we were doing. Um, we were regrouping and then I would have groups that we were still working with the manipulatives in two digit addition and subtraction with regrouping with manipulatives. And sometimes you just have to do that, especially nowadays, um, when we've got classrooms that are so the, the difference of level is so wide. It's, I don't know how we teach in whole group anymore because we can't meet all of our kids. Um, so I have a whole blog and video about small group teaching. And again, like I said in the last uh, episode of this series, I'm not the expert on like the content to teach in small group, but I do consider myself pretty good at organizing and setting up routines for all that stuff. So if you head to the blog for this week's show notes and you skim down to S, small group teaching, I'll link to how I organized my small group teaching area and my materials and the how I manage um, the kids moving around, all that kind of stuff. So you can head there and find those resources. Okay, and then for T, you've heard me talk about this a ton. My ebook, The Simply Organized Classroom, which I totally redid and remade um, on our way back from Czech Republic in the car. <laughs> I updated it with new graphics and um, I realized I'm very wordy and I'm very sorry because sometimes you just want to like read quickly. Um, so I kind of updated and shortened things and uh, maybe I felt differently about things. Anyways, Cla Simply Organized Classroom ebook is an ebook I wrote in. I say this because I mean it. Like if I could sit down with every new teacher, a first year teacher, or even a teacher who is struggling and needs help, and I could tell them like, okay, here's what I think you should do. This ebook is what I would what I would say. And so I'm really passionate about it and I really believe in it and I really believe that it can help you. I talk about classroom layout and aesthetics. I talk about classroom organization tips and how to organize your materials and your classroom and set up the flow of your classroom. I talk about 
um, establishing different routines in your classroom, which we talked about in the, the R for today's episode in through Z, um, routines. I, I go in more depth and I even give you a resource to help you map out your routines. I talk about classroom management plans and give you specific examples of different management plans you can use, not just the ones I've used, but other teachers' uh, management plans they've used. I, I have a whole chapter devoted to first-year teachers because I'm so passionate about helping and supporting first-year teachers. And y'all, I went into my first year and I was in a master's program designed for first-year teachers. So they like educated me on everything that I needed to know as a first-year teacher. And you walk in and there's still things that you don't know. And so I talk about those things. I talk about how to deal with different people on teams and dynamics. There's a whole workbook that goes with it. Um, it's on my website for $12. And remember, teachers pay teachers. It's there, but it's a little bit more expensive. I think it's 15 so go to the blog um, and download it. You, okay, I'm really excited about this. This is something I just launched last week, but a U table organization guide. So I asked a long time ago, but I asked, what was like the biggest area that teachers in the Facebook group were struggling with? And the number one answer was keeping their U table organized because we just dump stuff on it, right? Um, so easy to do that. So I actually took one of my friends, her U table that was a bit messy and walk through how to organize a U table and walk you through how to organize your table, steps to take, the flow to take, to get your U table organized. Because whether or not you're teaching in small group, whether or not you're meeting with kids in guided reading, if an admin walks into your room and sees your table covered with stuff, they're gonna instantly know that you're not meeting. Maybe you're not meeting and your table's nice and neat, but we at least want to give the impression, right, that we're meeting in small group because that's such an, a, an important part. I mean, I truly believe that we should be meeting in small group. Um, I, really, I really do believe that. But we also want to make sure that we're communicating that to our, our admin and to parents that walk into our room and um, instructional coaches and um, aides. We want to make sure that we're communicating that we're meeting with our kids in small groups on their level. And if somebody walks into our room and our table is covered with stuff, it's going to give the impression that we're not. Even if maybe you're meeting with them on the carpet or you're meeting with them at their desk. I don't know how you're doing it, but um, clutter gone, get rid of it, open up your room, make it look nice and airy and light and organize your table. So you can get that resource by heading to the website today's show notes and heading down to you and I'll link to it there. All right, y'all. So we're getting to the last few letters of the alphabet and I have to be honest, I had to get very creative with my um, acronyms or my, I don't think acronym is the right thing. Anyways, I had to get really creative. So V is very useful time management. Um, again, I talked about this last month with self-care. We've got to, we've got to value self, self-care, but we have to manage our time so that we can make it a priority. And if we're not managing our time, there's so many things to do as a teacher that if you're not managing your time effectively, you're, you're never going to have time for yourself. Um, so I, in some blogs and resources that I have that I'll link um, under T, I talk about how you can implement time management, time management routines you should have, and time management routines you can put in place to help you prioritize self-care, which you've heard me on my soapbox so many times, so I'm not going to get on again, but we have to prioritize self-care or we'll burn out. We just will. It'll happen. I promise. 
W, ways to celebrate the holidays. Holidays are coming up, guys. Did y'all do anything fun um, for Halloween? For pumpkins? Anything? Share, share pictures with me because I, I really miss the classroom. I was not expecting to miss it this much after I stepped out for a move, but I'm really, really missing it. So send me pictures of things that you did. I, I truly want to see them. Um, but ways to celebrate the holidays. So obviously we can't only celebrate one holiday. We can't, you know, if you're in a public school, you cannot, um, whatever, like, oh, Jesus. And that Jesus is great. Um, but I talk about ways to celebrate the holidays, ways to have holiday fun without physically being like, Merry Christmas or whatever. Um, just fun ways to incorporate the holidays into your curriculum because come December, that, that stretch from Thanksgiving break to Christmas is really hard. It's hard for our teachers. I think it's hard for our kids. They lose steam. They lose energy. They lose motivation. So the best way we can keep them learning is to have them engage. And sometimes that means doing really fun activities and incorporating the holidays into engaging lessons. Okay, X, this, uh, this was hard, but I ended up going with flexible seating. So last year I was the first year I tried flexible seating um, and I went all out, yoga balls, lap desk, um, different size desk, stools, Ikea stools, all of it. Um, I have a two part series. One is like how I started it. And then the second one is what went well and what didn't and how I changed it. And even in the second one, I linked to, um, a lot of other different bloggers that I went and followed and got ideas from them because flexible seating was hard for me as somebody who's like so controlling and wants things so well taken care of. It was hard. So I found some other great teacher bloggers who had already implemented flexible seating, used some of their ideas in my classroom, and I linked to them in the blog post. All right, why? Why? Year in packing list. Again, I know it's November, we've got a ways to go, but it's never too early to start planning. And that is another one of my free resources in my organizer's bin, is the year in packing list. And it just kind of goes through a flow of how to pack up your classroom, um, some visuals, all that good fun stuff. And then last but not least, Z. I don't even remember what I did for Z. I have to look at my notes. <laughs> okay, this was one that I had to like get real creative. Zip around my classroom for a classroom tour. So um, I linked to a couple of different classroom blogs that I posted of how I set up my classroom if you're just looking for inspiration or ideas. Now I will tell you, my classroom was never Pinterest worthy. Um, it was cute and it was homey, but I think the pictures on Instagram and the pictures on Pinterest and everything can be really deflating when you like there's farm tables in classrooms and like couches and not just like the couch from Goodwill, but like a nice new couch. And I get that people have sponsors donating and all that kind of stuff and they're beautiful and they're gorgeous. But for me, it's not practical. And the pictures you'll see in my classroom never looked that neat because I had kids in it. Um, as much as I tried to make it look nice and neat all the time, it, it didn't because I had kids there. And so anyways, if you go there, you can see some pictures of like real life classrooms that are lived in and worked in. Um, we had God awful red cabinets, which were terrible to work with, but that's how it is, right? Sometimes you've got some real ugly furniture you got to work around. Um, and so I just share some 
some decorating tips and, and how I set up and organize my classroom for flow. And you can also see some of the classrooms I've worked in where I've gotten to reorganize and help them decorate and set up their classrooms. All right, y'all, that is it for our A to Z classroom organization hack series. Um, I really created this to kind of be like a introductory for anyone coming to the Simply Organized Teacher blog or podcast um, or video, a introductory like here is everything that I love to talk about. Here's everything that I have for you guys. Most Almost everything on here, I would say out of the 26 things I've shared, four of them are things that you would pay for. Everything else is free content I'm creating to help you because I'm so passionate about teachers being organized because that helps with time management. That helps us be able to take care of ourselves. That helps create a welcoming and safe home and place for our kids who may not have that. Um, I really am so passionate about it. And that's why I work day in and day out uh, while I was teaching and now full-time creating content and free things for you because I'm passionate about helping you. So head to the blog. You'll find links to every everything I talked about. And yeah, get organizing. Have fun. Okay, I will see y'all on next week's episode. Bye. Teacher friends, I want to take a second to tell you about my ebook, The Simply Organized Classroom. This ebook is full of tips, tricks, ideas, and resources for you. There's seven different chapters. Here, I'll read them to you really quick. First chapter is Looking Pretty Classroom Layout and Aesthetics. Chapter two, The Simply Organized Classroom Organization Tips. Chapter three, establishing an environment, classroom management plans. Chapter four, staying sane in the classroom, establishing routines. Chapter five is taking back your time, time management techniques. Chapter six, smiles, tears, and fears, tips for first year teachers. And chapter seven is teaching isn't just in the classroom, school dynamics. So I talk about each of those things in the ebook. You can get it by heading over to the Simply Organized Teacher website. Click shop on the top menu bar and you'll see it right there. You can also use the code SIMPLYTEACH to get 10% off any purchases you make in the shop. Friends, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Simply Teach. Don't forget to head over to the simplyorganizedteacher.com for all the show notes, links to things we talked about, and you can sign up for my email list there. Also, be sure to find the Facebook group because I want to be your social media friend. The fun music you're listening to, that's provided by hooksounds.com.